Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of our podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader taking your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Kevin Palmieri, and let me tell you about him. Some people find rock bottom, and Kevin found out that rock bottom has a basement. In his mid-20s, Kevin had it all, a beautiful girlfriend, high-paying job, a sports car, dream body, but he still ended up sitting on the edge of his bed debating suicide. Not once, but several times. At his rock bottom moment, he went to all in to self-improvement and determined that he was going to overcome his anxiety as well as his depression and he was determined to live his dream life. Years later, Kevin is hosting a podcast with hundreds of thousands of downloads in over a hundred countries. He's grown the podcast as a multi six figure business and recorded over 900 episodes, a dream of mine. He's given nearly 150 speeches and had the opportunity to coach hundreds of of folks. So the main goal that changed Kevin was Kevin. He focused on learning what he didn't know and unlearning a lot too. And his life started to take a shift. He believes in a heart-driven no BS, holistic self-improvement, and also in teaching others how to get to the next level, sounds familiar, Mm -hmm. of their lives. The title that I chose today, the theme that I wanted us to talk about today is called, Why is Consistency So Important? And my goal for this year is to be more persistent, consistent. So this just goes right along with what I need to do and and what I want everyone to uh, think about. Please join me in welcoming Kevin Palmieri. And did I say your name right? I with a name like mine, I always am conscious that I might be missing. You, you did. You did. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate the wonderful, wonderful introduction. Uh, genuinely means the world. And I am very excited to chat today, Vicki. Awesome. I always start out with a simple icebreaker question. Easy, gets the, the things flown here. So tell everybody what part of the country do you live in? 
I currently live in New Hampshire, so I am a oh. lifelong East Coast gentleman, and uh, I like the four seasons, so it works very well for me. Yes. So I, too, was a northerner, and uh, I do not like the cold. <laughs> so Georgia gives me four seasons, but not the three months of cold and, Understandable. and only two months of summer. <laughs> <laughs> understandable. I very much understand. I always, maybe it's me convincing myself, but I always say the cold builds character. So <laughs> that's what I'm going with, Vicky. I'm going to stay with yeah, that. You stay with that. Yes. <laughs> I, I do not miss shoveling snow or scraping my windshield yeah. in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I don't enjoy either, but <laughs> you know, it comes with it. It's, it's part that's of the right. course, unfortunately. That's right. But it does build character. Yes. <laughs> I know a lot of characters too in the north. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, let's get serious. <clears throat> you talk about having it all and then sitting on your bed, contemplating suicide. What stopped you from taking that next fatal step? Hmm. I always say that. Uh... I'm very blessed, Vicky, because I have amazing people that have been around me since I've started this journey. So for context, I worked a lot on the road. I, I spent the majority of my time living in hotels. And the day that I had those suicidal thoughts, I was sitting on the edge of a hotel bed six hours from home with nobody around me that cared. And I ended up texting my, my best friend. He's the CEO of our business, the co-founder and my business partner. And he's been mentoring me really since the beginning of this journey. And I said, mm -hmm. hey, I'm, I'm really having these negative thoughts and I'm having these dark thoughts and I feel really bad and I feel really stuck and I feel hopeless and helpless. And what really helped me was I felt safe reaching out to somebody who I knew, number one, wouldn't judge. Number two, I felt like might have an answer. And number three, I knew worst case scenario, he would at least listen. And that really was very, very impactful and important for me. And, and I try to mirror that now with as many other people as possible, maybe not at such a uh, difficult part of their lives, but I try to do my best to listen and really make people feel heard and understood. I think that's a huge part of what, <clears throat> what we do is we have to be better at active listening. You know, mm -hmm. whatever we do as parents, as employees, as bosses, you know, we tend to just start thinking about what we want to say next that's smart or, or is going to impress. And, and we don't listen yeah. to what's being said. And, and you know, in a, a situation like you were in, there's things, undertones that you really would have to listen to to know, you know? Yeah, I always... One of the things that I try to do, and I, I shared this with you before we started talking, is our audience is primarily women and people who identify as women. And mm -hmm. as, a, as a man, I don't have a lot of the experiences that they may have. So one of the things I always try to say is, you know, Vicky, I understand to the level I understand. I've never done blank, 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 so I can really only imagine. So to your point, I think it's very important even when you're responding to let people know, hey, I hear you, but I can only hear you and understand you to the level of experience I have. And I think that's just an important step that, mm -hmm. you know, and another thing I often say, I say this to my fiance, do you want support or do you want strategy? Because <laughs> naturally it's like, oh, 
hold on, let me fix this problem. And that's not always what people are what looking they for, want. right? Yeah, and I found that out true. the hard way many times. <laughs> you know, and it's also true that sometimes we are uncomfortable trying to, you know, when we hear the, the warnings, when we hear the message, we get uncomfortable at allowing us to go inside their world, you know, that will they accept us or, or, or am I overstepping? But sometimes that's necessary, right? Yeah, I, I think that the, the level of your relationship is directly correlated to the level of vulnerability and safety in it. Mm -hmm. And I just think of all the quality relationships I have, they're all based on the truth of if I come to you, I really, I might come to you with something that you might be very surprised with. It might be like something very, very serious. It might be something very, very life-changing. And I just look for support and then vice versa. Please do not ever hesitate to bring me something you're going through. Like, I want to know what's mm -hmm. really happening. Yeah. So I, it's almost that permission of, mm -hmm. hey, like we're going to keep it real. Our relationship is going to be real and we don't have to play the how's the weather game. We don't have to play the, you know, you can just tell it like it is because really yeah. you, you're not really going to be heard unless you're actually vulnerable. Yeah. Like you have to have that relationship that you can say your baby is ugly. Or <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to get there. Yeah. I re I remember early on in my career, um, at, as a, a in a large company and one of our employees who was super intelligent su seemed like he had the world um commits committed suicide shot yeah. himself in his house with his 13 year old uh, son and wife in another room and it the eeriest thing was I, I had people working for me and I, and one of them was an IT person who had to go through his computer mm. and reading some of the things that he told his computer, but he never told any person that, yeah. you know, might've helped him, you know? And yeah. it's like, who, I guess for our audience, if you have those feelings, you know, you should reach out for someone, a professional or, or mentor or somebody. For sure to talk it out. Yeah. So your journey included self-improvement. And I think over time, you know, there are different methods that we try and fail or try and like, and whatever. So what are some of the tools that, that you found helped you start in your journey? Uh, like anybody would say, I started learning. I started reading books, things that were specific to where I was in life. I think that's very important is sometimes we pick up books and yeah, we're learning, but it doesn't necessarily create the opportunity for us to put that into practice yet. So I call it specialized learning. When I was learning sales and I needed sales, I focused on sales and, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, one of the things I did early, Vicky, was positive affirmations. And I was like, there's no way, this, isn't, this doesn't matter, this isn't <laughs> going to do anything. But it really did help uh, me. It, yeah, it really helped me shift my perspective. It helped me um, understand myself at a deeper level. It helped me believe in the future that I wanted. That was something I did a lot. I would say one of the best things I ever did was I started tracking my habits. And I know a lot of people, it might seem like it's something that's very constricting. And I definitely felt that way in the beginning for sure. 
But that has been one of the best things for me because when I wake up every day, I know exactly what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, we drift off course without knowing it. I can't drift off course without knowing it because I have a spreadsheet that tells me what I should be doing every day. <laughs> and again, I know that can be constricting to some, but that has been one of the best practices I've ever, I've ever started. And then I would say last, I try to ask myself why. And when I make a decision or I don't make a decision or I feel myself running from something or I feel myself leaning into something, I say, why? Well, why are you running? Well, it's because I'm not in a place to be vulnerable. Okay, why? Well, because I'm overwhelmed or whatever it may be. So I kind of play the why game with myself as often as I can because I believe that that helps you get to the, the level of self-awareness where you understand what's going on around you and that's super beneficial. Yeah. I have a note at my desk that, that when I'm trying to make decisions, it says, what is the wise decision based on what I'm trying to become? Mm, love it. Yeah. Because, you know, there are things that you do just for the heck of it and whatnot. But, you know, I am right there with you in knowing what my week's going to be. Overcoming anxiety and depression is often not a one and done. You um, have to maintain an attitude and belief in yourself to not go down that path again. So what, you know, what is your your secret to making sure that you're never sitting on that bed again? Yeah, that's, it's a powerful question. I, somebody asked me that one time, they said, do you think that'll ever happen again? And I said, I don't want it to, I hope it doesn't. I can't guarantee it won't. Um, I think that one of the things that's really helped me, and I know that depending on where you are in your life, it's very difficult to get to this place, but I have a level of growth and fulfillment and contribution in my life that I didn't know could exist. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like I still have days where you get that. I don't really want to get out of bed. I don't really want to do anything that, but I haven't had anything close to what I would consider severe depression since I started this journey. I definitely deal with anxiety, 100%. It's way less than it's ever been because I try to talk to myself and say, this isn't real. I know you feel it, but this is mostly in your head and it's nothing physiological that's happening. So that really has helped me. But I do believe that you have to try to find something greater than yourself. And when I say greater, I don't mean intrinsically, but finding something bigger has really, really helped me. And I think the other part is a lot of my depression came from my past mm -hmm. and I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. My dad left when I was young. I never faced that. I never looked at what that actually manifested itself as within mm -hmm. me. So I started looking at that and then, okay, we grew up with, without money. Okay, what does that mean for me? Why does that make me feel a certain way? So I think the level of self-worth that I had, the level of self-esteem and the level of self-belief, I've worked really hard on all of those. And I really believe those are, not only helping, but I think those are the things that really pay dividends for me. Um, and again, part of it too, is I don't have, I, I don't have anybody negative in my life. I'm very blessed. I require very little human interaction, which is, which is good, but all of the people I have are really positive, really caring, uh, really inclusive, just really good human beings. And I think that a lot of the emotions that we have come from the people around us. And if you're hanging out with people who are negative, you're probably going to attract or absorb some of that negativity. Absolutely. And it was funny as you were answering another 
question. That's what I was going to ask you next is, you know, what about the people around us? Because, yeah. uh, I, you know, I listen to Darren Hardy every day and he always talks about, you know, who you bring to your table or mm -hmm. allow at your table. Yeah. And there are times when you need to just not invite them. And, yeah. and sometimes there are people that are very close. I have a good mm -hmm. quote. I have a good quote that'll speak to that. So we can, we can touch on that. One of my favorite quotes when I'm on stage or one of my favorite questions, and this is a challenging one. Are the people in your life, the best from your past or the best for your future? I think that a lot of us have people in our lives because they've always been in our lives. Well, you know, Vicky and I went to school together and we used to hang mm. out after we went to the gym. We went to, we worked together and I understand that. And there's obviously a nostalgia aspect that, you know, people get connected to, but what is that person doing for your future? Mm -hmm. That for me, that was such an important question I had. And really think about this. I had a friend one time I was dating this girl and I invited her over and she hadn't met my friends. And I had two friends that were going to be there. And I said, this, this one's awesome. Is so respectful. You're going to love him. He's so funny. He's so caring. He's so he's awesome. I said, the other one, eh, he's, he's a little bit rough around the edges. He says a lot of stuff that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. You know, he makes jokes that aren't funny and he's, he's just, he's very, not very nice. He's kind of a jerk. And I thought about that and I said, what, how am I introducing this person? And why is this person still taking up such a big part of my life? Imagine if somebody introduced me that way. Mm -hmm. I would say, Hey, yeah. you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't let me in your circle. What are you doing? So right. that was a very challenging thing. And I know we are talking about consistency. That's the through line here. The, the connection is if you consistently ask yourself those questions, why uh, are these people the best for my future? Or am I just afraid of letting them go? Really Vicky, when you read the bio, I really try to work on myself consistently and that with health, wealth, life, love, internal, external relationships, uh, learning more. And I think that's made the biggest difference is I just try to do a little bit more every day in all facets. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that we also need to remember is that every day, you know, we're like a magnet we lead by example, everybody's watching us. Every day we have an opportunity to meet that next best person in our mm. life if we just are open to it. And I think so often people hesitate meeting new people because they don't know anything about them. But again, if you are being that right kind of person, you're gonna attract the right kind of people. Mm -hmm. 100%. The only way to attract your people is to be yourself. Yeah. Right. And that's the, sometimes that's the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also it can be the most rewarding. I re remember my fiance, she was my girlfriend at the time. But she said, Hey, I want to go to this, this thing, it's called skip the small talk. And what it is, is you sit in a room with a bunch of other people. And you pull like flashcards, and then you talk deeply about that topic. And I was, I said to her, this is terrible. I don't want to do this. This is going to be the worst experience ever. I'm super anxious. I'm scared. When I got there, I realized that I was born for this yeah. because I'm a podcaster. I'm a speaker. I'm in front of people talking about this stuff all the time. I didn't realize how easy that was going to be, but 
it made me realize that all of these other people are focused on growth. So you can be yourself here. You can be safe here. So yeah, to your point, sometimes you've got to get out of your comfort zone to meet new people. And hey, you never know. Somebody might fit nicely into a slot that you didn't realize was empty. You won't know until you see, really. Yeah. And it's just being consistent in your pushing yourself outside your comfort zone Mm -hmm. every day, every day, a little bit. Like, you know, whenever I used to work in, in corporate and you're in the elevator, I made sure every day I said something to someone in the elevator rather than that awkward sign silence that you get so often. Yeah. And same. I, when I go out to like, if it's, if I'm going out to, to pick up food or I'm having dinner and the person I'm with goes to the bathroom, my natural tendency, and I think this is many humans is to reach for my phone. It's like, mm, you know, one second of silence here. I need my phone. So I try to consistently not do that. Mm-hmm. It's I'm trying to go against what my human behavior is trying to get me to do <laughs> because I know it's trying to keep me comfortable. So I'll yeah. just stand there awkwardly and just look around. And I think it's good. I think that kind of exposure therapy, if you can do that consistently, that's mm-hmm. where you really start to make progress. And then you get into an elevator and you just, it's natural. It's like, yeah. hey, how you do? How'd you have a good weekend, or what, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Used to drive my cousin crazy because I on cruises or wherever I would meet people and and they would like suddenly become my best friend, and yeah. it was just because I I just was my authentic self. I you know all the warts and all the other things you know, but it allowed them to feel comfortable to get to know me and and feel safe. And yeah. I think that's the thing, you know, you went each person to feel safe. Mm. I, in my training for leadership, talk about heart centered. And so you talk about heart driven and no BS approach. And I love that. So talk to our audience a little bit about your heart driven, no BS approach. Uh, Of course. Um, I think that we live in a time where a lot of people There's a lot of ego in leadership. I think there's always been a lot of ego, but now with social media and the way things are broadcast, oftentimes the people who rise to the top are the ones that have the most ego. So when we think of heart-driven but no BS, it's heart-driven. If you have something going on in your family and you can't show up at 100%, just let us know. And if you need time off, just tell me. Just say, hey, I'm not going to be able to show up at 100%. I don't want you to be here. I want you to go do your thing. We had somebody that that had somebody pass away recently. And I said, go, don't, don't be here. Go do that. Take care of that. That's more important. That's more important than what you're doing here because this is your life. This is your family. So that's what heart-driven. It, it means to me, treat people like human beings first. Yeah. Nobody works for us. They work with us. Like we're a team and we want what's best for each other regardless of ourselves. And then the no BS part is, and this is a fine line, obviously, but it's number one, I want to tell you the truth. So I won't lie about what it's taken for us to get here. I don't want to look better than I actually am. That doesn't serve anybody. It actually makes things worse. And then the second part is I want you to call me out on my BS. Like if I'm making mistakes or I'm making you feel a certain way, I want you to tell me, but I also want that to go both ways. So as an example, we had something happen with some client delivery recently, and we ended up losing a client and it cost us $15,000 over the course of a year. So I sent this person a message on the team 
And I said, you know, there's good friend, Kevin, and business, Kevin. Good friend, Kevin, wants you to know that you're safe here. This isn't any, like nothing bad is going to happen. But business, Kevin, needs you to know that we just lost $15,000. Can you imagine losing $15,000 next time if we could take that a little bit more seriously? And, you know, when we have those conversations, understand that this is the potential pain point, that might not happen again. There's two versions of Kevin. There's heart-driven friend, and there's there's business Kevin who has to make sure things happen the right way. So I think it's just walking that fine line. I want you to come to me as a friend if it's if it's necessary, but I also think that we have to have an understanding that we are a business and we want to make sure we're all being as successful as we can. Right. And that's where consistency also plays a very important role because you know, I'm always I'm always gonna know which Kevin I'm going to get in the situation, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. I'm going to expect that you're going to understand when I need to go and take care of my family. But I also am going to understand that I'm going to have to take some, some heat or some advice or some lessons learned timing <laughs> Yeah. whenever I screw up or whenever I miss a mark. Yeah. And, and, and it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, and just like everybody else, I don't want anybody to think I'm, I'm perfect. And I have this all figured out. Like I still have many imperfect moments. And I think that the consistency helps there too, where then it can be an open dialogue of, Hey, I know I didn't handle that as well as I would have liked to. That's on me. I totally apologize. I think that when, when you're vulnerable on one side of Vicky, I don't want to have this conversation about the fact that we lost this money. I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to seem like I'm mad at you, but I, we do have to talk about it on the other end. The other person can feel comfortable and say, well, I don't really, I didn't really want to tell you, but you made me feel small in that meeting. I just mm-hmm. think it's a, it's the best way to have that communication. You got to be vulnerable on both ends. And, and that's where the consistency of the timing is so important. If you let it fester, um, it's really hard. You know, it's like, telling your kid that a week after they did something that, that, that you weren't happy with it, it, it's the lesson isn't immediately understood or learned. So yeah. um, you just have to be understanding uh, that consistency of it. Behavior changes take years. And, and I think a lot of times people forget that. Mm-hmm. And so you, I, I'd like you to talk to us about the the consistency of your daily activities that will help to make the new you a reality. Mm. So to your point, I think what a lot of people, including myself, have done in the past is I think to myself, okay, I'm here today. I'm at point A. By the end of this week, I have to be at point Z. When in reality, by the end of this week, you should be at A plus or maybe maybe B. Right. Maybe, or, or maybe, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I think that a lot of us, we see the top of the mountain, but we don't see all the steps to get there. So what I always say is the best approach for you, the best strategy for you, um, is what's most sustainable. Mm -hmm. So what I say to people is I started with five habits. Okay. I do 20 a day. Now I started with five and I used to miss all the time. It, that's just how it goes. So I say to people, why don't we just come up with one under health, one under wealth, and one under love? Simple, very, very nice. simple. So under health, when you wake up, weigh yourself. Mm-hmm. First thing, that's it. That's it. You don't have to make any other behavior changes. Just weigh yourself. 
Second thing you can do, track your finances. How much money is in your bank account today? Do the same thing tomorrow. Just small, minuscule, minuscule. And then for love, there's a couple of different ways you can go. But if you are in a relationship, every night before you go to bed, tell your partner one thing that you're grateful for about them and then have them reciprocate and do the same. If you're not in a relationship, you can play the gratitude game with yourself. Maybe it's yoga, maybe it's a bath, whatever it may be for you that feels like self-love, meditation, whatever it may be. It doesn't seem like it's going to do that much. It's like, well, Kev, that's going to take me five minutes a day. Exactly. Not even, honestly, probably three minutes. And good, it shouldn't take you any longer than that. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is you're building positive bids with these new behaviors, and then you start to raise your awareness, Mm -hmm. and then you can take different actions. Oh, my weight went up. What happened? My weight went down. What happened? My money is going down quickly. What's happening? Or my money is going up quickly. What's happening? Hmm. And then you find yourself having different conversations with your partner or with yourself. It's just big things start really, really, really small. And we're at a thousand episodes now. So we've actually crossed the thousand episode mark. And a lot of people say, well, how did you do that? We did it one episode at a time. I was just going to say. That was it. We've just done it more consistently than many. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing it for a long time. And we do seven a week. But we didn't start with seven. That's what Mm -hmm. people don't see is I could never do seven a week. Yes, you could. You could Mm -hmm. if you did one, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six long enough. We just did it long enough. So yeah, don't don't assume you have to to go from A to Z. You're going to be at level A for a while. But the, the beautiful thing is you get more production out of level A. And then you can go to level B and then you'll have a minimal level of production and then you'll raise your production. It's a long game. It's a long game. And a lot of people think they have to play the short game, but you don't. And every night you should just reflect on those small wins. You know, that goes back to that gratitude piece. Especially if you struggle finding them. Mm. One of the things, and this is a very clear indicator of somebody's level of either self-belief or self-worth if you say hey give me five wins and five losses and they say let me go to losses first i don't have any wins and they can't come up with any that's an important thing for you to focus on you have to come if you had to have five what would they be Mm -hmm. well i i got out of bed on time that's a win that's a big win especially if you have it in the past so yeah just to your point vicky (laughs) excellent all right what would you um three pieces of advice advice that you would give to your 20 or 30 year old self? Oh man. Well, I'm 32. So if I'll I'll do 20 year old self, um, I would say one piece of advice would be Kev, the stuff that you're doing every day today, you're not going to see the payoff or detriment for another 10 years. (laughs) So make sure you're making decisions based on the future, not just tomorrow. That would be one um, Kev, ask yourself why more, like really ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. That would be super important. And then hmm, focus more on learning. I didn't, I didn't value, I didn't read my first book until I was 27. So I've really only been studying self-improvement for five years, almost six years. And I've been doing it every day, but still, if I did that when I was 20, I'd be much smarter. I'd I'd be a better speaker. I'd be a better coach. I'd be a better business person. So yeah, even if you read one page a day for the next 10 years, you're going to be way further ahead than if you didn't. I know my husband's an ex-teacher now, but uh, until he was 40 and and watching my 
kids as babies mm. around the pool. That was the first time he was reading books that weren't school books. Mm. And, and I didn't go to college till I was in my late forties. So I've been doing tapes and cassette tapes and, uh, you know, all these things in books all my life, like since I was in high, yeah. high school. And so it was amazing to me, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people are that way. So thank God for audiobooks, I guess, for some. Huh? Same. No, oh, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I, I read in the beginning and then it was like, well, I can either read and listen to something and drive. I, I'm going to have to pick the second one. I can get more. <laughs> so that's what that's, I went with. It. Yeah, that's a good thing. Okay, rapid fire. Okay. The first one, you kind of already answered this, but when I say gratitude, what do you think? Um, appreciation. I think appreciation for what I have. Yeah. Best ways to keep a positive mindset. Uh, focus on perspective. And understand that things can change very, very, very quickly. So even if you're in a rut, it doesn't mean you're in a rut for long. A rut requires two high points. Mm -hmm. So there's a high point coming in the future. You just can't see it yet. And life is a roller coaster. So. It is. It so is. You have to expect those low points. Mm -hmm. Top takeaways for being consistent. Uh, number one, build in accountability. Mm -hmm. I think many of us are afraid to leverage the thing that brings us the most results. Don't be afraid to tell people your goals, especially if they will help you be more accountable. So find a peak performance partner, find a group, whatever it may be, and make sure you have some skin in the game. Uh, so make sure there's necessity attached to the outcome. If not, it's very easy to just move on and forget what you wanted to do in the first place. Yep. Benefits of compounding your efforts over time. And again, I think you've kind of answered that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my goodness. If you get a little bit better every day, that multiplies into percentages, and then you become basically a completely different human over the course of 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So just like your money can compound, your energy, your effort, your capabilities, and your outcomes can as well. You won't see it in the short run, but when you look back, you'll be standing on top of a mountain of small changes, and you'll say, my goodness. Yeah, look what I've done. Look what I've done. What's next for you? That is a great question. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, that's that's going to be it. We're going to keep podcasting, keep coaching, live events. Our goal is ultimately to have the most successful holistic self-improvement company in the world. And I don't know what that looks like in 20 years, but <laughs> that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're playing for. And just more impact, um, getting better as a human and monetizing so we can continue pouring back into the community. Awesome. All right, this is my warning to all those that are listening in. I'm going to be sharing my screen, so I will read the website information so that you can write it down. So go grab that pen and pencil. So Kevin's contact information, his website is https colon forward slash forward slash www.nextle. V E L U N I V E R S E dot com. That is www.nextleveluniverse.com. Again, nextleveluniverse.com. He's on social media. You can find him at Facebook um, by doing a uh, searching Kevin Palmieri.90 or LinkedIn. 
you can find him just probably by finding his name because there's a number after here. We're not going <laughs> to worry about that. Instagram, it is never quit kid. Isn't that a great Instagram? Never quit kid. And he is on YouTube. You can just search his name or search next level. You will find him. He has a free gift for you. Um, and so why don't you talk to me about that? And yep. I don't, I did not put your link to that, but I think you probably get it off of your website, but go ahead and talk to me. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people, when they're thinking about creating free content, they think, what is the easiest thing for me to create? Uh, we thought of what is the most valuable thing we can create. So we sat down in our studio on a Sunday, Alan and I, and we were there, I think for 12 hours. And we said, what are the most important fundamentals that we wish we knew in the beginning? So there's the five C's. So you have clarity, you have commitment, you have confidence, you have consistency, and you have community. From my perspective and Alan's, those are the most important things. So the free course is us in the studio. It's a video, there's worksheets, there's cutscenes. It's very, very high quality. And the goal is to help you get to the next level. Totally free because I know not everybody has enough money at this point to invest in themselves, but you can invest your time and we're there for that. And then if you love it and you do have enough money, you can come and visit him. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have all sorts awesome. of different stuff. Awesome. Thank this you. has been wonderful. Let me stop sharing my screen. So I want to, first of all, thank you for taking time to share your, your story and um, the impact of that story, as well as a lot of great tips and tools that you shared with us and insights again, and how it's so important for us to be consistent in our lives as we are trying to, to make a better person. And, you know, for you and I both, we're trying to make the world a better place by helping one person at a time, really, yes. as we go. So please, everyone go to his website, go to the YouTube, check out some of his videos, check out the uh, LinkedIn and Facebook comment on what you uh, thought about this podcast. And until next time, remember life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.